Around Comics, Episode 66. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined by a really big roundtable today. Yes, it's we have the we roundest had, of tables. We had we had to actually put <laughs> the, the round, uh, you the know, the, the extension like yeah, the, the, thanks, the Thanksgiving leaf, leaf in. Uh, first of all, is uh, is my partner and uh, one of the co-hosts of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. I like to be referred to as Lord Salazar. Lord Thank Sal. you. <laughs> nice. Uh, next is our other co-host, Mr. Tom Caters. You will refer to a twelfth level mage as Mr. Caters. <laughs> <laughs> Next is our good buddy and our Monday episode regular, the host of Word Balloon, Mr. John Suntress. Howdy, boys. And our good buddy, the artist of several things, Scar Tissue, Fiendish Fables. Style Our Studios. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Dave Wachter. Hi, how you doing? And, uh, and uh, Dave, special, special mystery wife. guest is uh, Mr. Ooh, Hillary. Well, let me guess. What? Wait, mystery guest, uh, can I ask 21 questions? Can we do it? Just no, one. said Mr. Hillary, it's, so unless it's the oh, Mount Everest guy, then I think we know who we're <laughs> Mr. Hillary Barda. I've recently come from the top of Everest. Oh. <laughs> Hillary was able to maneuver his wheelchair up to the round table today. Oh, quit making it's like old the Christopher. Jokes. It's like the Christopher Pike wheelchair with the, with the, with the light that for yes and yes for no. Yeah. <laughs> who can follow that material? Best <laughs> right. written show ever. <laughs> Well, everyone, welcome aboard the roundtable. Before we get into uh, the past week's news and comic book reviews, I would like to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend. They are. Nice. All right. Thank you to in-stock trades. And definitely go check those out. Believe me, it's easy to get to that $50 plateau. Yeah, no kidding. It happens real quick. Uh, But you get plenty of good stuff. All right, everyone. I actually ordered Mm -hmm. more in my last, like, monthly order of comics. I actually ordered more in hardcovers and absolute editions than I did in single-issue comic books. It's a good sign. Oh, Killing me. It's not. It's it's a it's it's a good. I can't get enough of them though. They're beautiful. Oh, uh, the the absolute new gorgeous, frontier. Tom. The oh, well. gorgeous. Hey Chris, let me know when I can <coughs> ask a completely uh, off subject now question. Now go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does anyone here know which teenage mutant ninja turtle has which weapon? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. Somebody Leonardo. Leonardo has the bow staff. Raphael has the sigh. Donatello was the nunchuck. Donatello was the nunchuck. And, uh, and uh, the other one was, was the... the, uh, the Michelangelo. Michelangelo was... No, Leonardo no. had the katana. And yeah. Michelangelo had, had the, the bow staff. staff. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and Splinter uh, had them all. And which one had the personality? <laughs> uh, Raphael was sort yeah, of he the was, Wolverine. He was the trouble Wait, one? which one yeah. had the nunchuck? Yeah, yeah. Raphael, sigh. Leonardo, Leonardo was the leader. I'm supposed to do a story, so I got to know Oh, really? Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Which one had the I'll give you my cell phone. Uh, you can just call uh, me at any time, Hillary, and I'll right. fill you, you in on... the personality. No, no. You'll Raphael get, had the personality. You get the console yeah. credit. You know what? <laughs> we need to fucking check this shit and on then, Google. And then there was... a ton of angry emails. No, I'm telling time. you, I'm totally right. Leonardo had the katana. He was the leader. Raphael was the troubled Wolverine-like character. He was the side. And then Michelangelo and Donatello were kind of just there, but they had, you know... They were like Davy Jones and Peter Tork and... Yeah, exactly. They were just kind of never, like, ever speaking. And then, Peter and then there was uh, what was <laughs> the uh, what was Splinter. the other guy? No, no, not Splinter. The oh, Casey. Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. Yeah, with the baseball bats and the, and the hockey clubs. and the hockey and, stick. Yeah, Casey yeah. Jones was yeah. awesome. Did we I answer your question, Hillary? Does that work? Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, you're welcome. welcome. And you too, Chris. 
This is the year of picking on Chris. That's for Thanks, calling Mark. him old. That's for All right, folks. Old, Speaking of Mark, he is the owner of Dark Tower Comics, and Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics. I think we should the name of this place to Around Comics. Oh. What do you think, Mark? Ooh. It's a hostile takeover. We'll get over. We'll just, you turn me about 20 grand, we'll do it. 20, 20 grand. grand. Wow, naming price. All right. <laughs> we'll start a collection. Uh, Dark Tower is located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. When you're here, please remember to ask about Dark Tower's pull list membership. It's one of the best you'll find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, indie comics, trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come to Dark Tower for all of your comics and collectibles needs. Tom, you got drunk before Christmas. I did. And I was that watching a Packer game. Shocker. I was watching a Packer game on a Sunday, and they won. And I came home, and I was in such a good mood that I was like, I'm going to order myself Absolute Watchmen. Yes. <laughs> Which is, because I'm such a goddamn nerd. I need postmodern, the... depressive yeah. comic. That's going to be good. But when I did it, guess what happened? What? I marked down a quantity of two. Oh. So guess what happens when I get the box at work and I open it up? I'm like, this is a huge box and it's really heavy. There's two of them inside of it. <laughs> what happens when Tom loses? You win. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking to you, the listener. Because instead of returning it for the you know the amount of money I paid, I will give it to one of you. And you want to know how you're going to win it? Yes. <laughs> oh. I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it was good. Because uh, <laughs> the, the key is I'm, I'm lazy. And I know Watchmen is influential, but I would like you to tell me why it's influential. So all I want is a paragraph sort of explaining a theme explored in Watchmen that is also explored in a current comic book favorite of yours. And you can uh, send the entry to tom at aroundcomics.com. Uh, along with the paragraph, please include your full name and email address. Please one entry per person. Creativity won't win you the prize, but we guarantee we'll get it read right on the show if we find it interesting. And we will ship it internationally, so bring the thunder Australia. Yes. And Tom reserves the right, me, to reject <laughs> your entry if he doesn't think you put any thought into it, so please know Avengers is about people fighting, and so is Watchmen. I am lazy, but I demand intellectual honesty. Absolutely. All entries must be received by January 31st. And once again, for some reason, I want to mention it again one entry per person. Only one entry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Tom. I... For complete details on the Who Watches the Caters contest, you can go to www.aroundcomics.com and look up contest. And we also have a thread about it on the forum. Yes, yes, yes. All right, but if you don't win the Absolute Watchman, you can buy it. At Shopping Around Comics. You can. Uh, Shopping Around Comics, we just put a bunch of new stuff on there, including uh, EC Archives and some Steve Rude stuff, Nexus Archives, and uh, Gene Colan Essential stuff, the bunch of dra- uh, Tomb of Dracula and Daredevil stuff. Some, and, black, and, uh, uh, some black market organs, like kidneys. I've, I got a couple of children, small children. Nice. and am going to need a liver in I, a few months. Shopping Around Comics. As a reminder liver. to anyone, if you do see something at the Amazon store that uh, or you don't see something at the Amazon store that you would like, just send Sal an email, Sal at Around Comics, or info at Around Comics, and he'll get it in there. Thanks. <laughs> just email block. <laughs> Over limit email box. Mm. All right, folks, that'll uh, take care of our announcements. That means it's time to move the entire panel over to the news Hurry. desk. Come on, guys. Skitter. I think this might be the week we move the news desk to over us. to us. Who's it's, running it's the show? It's just one small box. Who's it's wagging the, shoe the dog? Box, guys. Why do we always go to the shoebox? <laughs> hey, John Byrne. I'll get my Ted Knight voice going. Ready? All right. It's <laughs> ready for the news. It's, it's the John Byrne podium. Get my James Dane Bullock voice going. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I'm thinking Mary Tyler Moore when he was Ted ba- oh, Baxter, yeah. but that's all right. Nice. Meanwhile, it is time for Wire to Wire Comic News. Wire to Wire Comic Book News. All right, guys, starting out with Mouse Guard. It's been storming to the top of tons of 2006 best of lists. The little indie that could, David Peterson's and Asp's Mouse Guard, has racked up numerous best of awards for 2006, including those from Wizard, I can't believe that, Canada's widely read Metro News, IGN.com, and Broken Frontier. David and Asp wish to thank both the supportive it's, and dedicated fans ASP. who... 
Archaeus Studio oh, Press. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. No, I just want to call it ASP. <laughs> it is, you're right, it is ASP. <laughs> <laughs> King oh, Cobra Studio. Call, call me stupid. Oh, I'm going to insult Wizard and then call it ASP. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Wizard's a bunch of idiots. They don't know anything about yeah. independent books. ASP, publisher. Uh, <laughs> they would um, like to thank the, uh, uh, the supportive and dedicated fans who helped make Mouse Guard such a success and each of the publications that dedicated or decided to... Hmm? To no, honor Mouse Guard for the best of awards. It's Mouse Guard like was great. The most unbelievable story of a small little book that just has sold insane amount of numbers. I mean, they keep well, reprinting that thing over and over and over no, again. No, and, and just... I, yeah, I look forward to its future success. But it's funny we were off the air talking about like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and think of how small well, that yeah, started that's, as an indie yeah, book. That's... But and taking nothing away from the Mouse Guard guys and their accomplishment this year. I, I yeah, think it. it's it's you know we're in the midst of it because imagine how much hype it's going to be when it is finally <coughs> collected and sitting in the children's book section. Yeah. I think this is going to be huge, and I know we talked about it. I think in the year in review um, episodes as well. I'm pretty sure we touched. Yeah, on that. yeah we touched did on we touch on it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no, it's it's a great story. It, it, I and think it, it's going to be one of those that people are like, "This was a comic book." Whenever it's right. at a uh, borders in the kids section. When exactly. When it's a Disney cartoon. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, no kidding. Absolutely. Because yeah. like, this is this is like the watership down. Worst of the 21st mouse century. comic ever. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Lots no, of plot the, holes. The president no, would be Bone, probably, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, yeah, that's really nowhere. transcended. Well, it's kind of got a it's got a, a really great a, medieval feel to it, and I think that's medieval. Medieval. Mouses with swords. Yes, mouses with swords. Oh, exactly. what's speaking of Mises with swords. Mises. Thank you, Jinxie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, to, um, kind of preview, uh, Oven, and, and I think a lot of people were saying, oh, you're just doing a mouse guard, but um, uh, Mike Oving's uh, Mice, Mount, Templar. Mice, Mice Templar is coming out this year. Looking forward to that. Yeah, he's been All working right. on that for a long time, too. So. Next story. Yes, indeed. Uh, this was a great event that happened in December, uh, and now it's going to be a DVD. It's called Marvel Then and Now. Uh, pre-orders are now being accepted for the release of a full-feature DVD presentation of the Hero Initiative benefit that happened on December 2nd. It was an evening with Stan Lee and Joe Casada that was moderated by Kevin Smith. A lot of our friends were in attendance at this Pat thing in Loica, LA. I know, was there. And, uh, and, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've heard bootlegs of the, uh, Bullet. of the event. Bullet. And uh, it's, it was cool. It was really cool, and I think that's great. I mean... You know, I'm sure you guys have seen that uh, Stan Lee, Kevin Smith one-on-one interview. Yeah. Where they're just kind of sitting talking about comics. It was a lot like that with Joe. And um, no, I, fu- I, I, I found that, that I found that I, I enjoy Kevin Smith, um, like his college, you know, performances where he's just sort of sitting back and talking, a lot more than many of his movies that have come out of late. But, but uh, no, he's a good <laughs> monologist. He, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, he and, is. And especially in this forum, is not only a fan of, you know, and, and appreciative of the opportunities that Casada has given him in, in right. the modern Marvel, but certainly always has, you know, kind of given it up for Stan and what he created. And including, including Stan and Mallrats and stuff. So, sure. No, I, I thought it was a fun, candid, funny uh, a night kind of live event, much like the Kevin Smith movies as well. They're talking about that it won't be uh, released any later than March, and looking at a uh, five hours <laughs> yeah. of running time and, a, and a price of twenty four ninety five. So that's that's Can't that's go pretty wrong. good for five hours. As long as the weather doesn't stop it from getting delivered. <laughs> well, speaking of that, the West Coast uh, fans may not get it till a week later. Spotlight on <laughs> oh. that, that's later. <laughs> spotlight on uh, the Civil War, the return. This has been the big buzz going around the last few days. Uh, when Civil War is over, the Marvel Universe will stand transformed, not just rhetoric. Those words will soon be gospel and should serve as both a promise and a warning to those who feel they know every in and out of the famous Marvel heroes and villains. When the dust settles, the landscape will be changed forever, paving the way for a favorite yet absent character <laughs> of return. I heard that when this comes out, yeah. someone's going to come to your shop and change your life by stabbing you or giving you like a million dollars. That's how fucking earth-shattering the return's going to be. It's going to be Captain Marvel. No, I think, I think it's a total red herring. No, did... Did you see that, uh, Dave? You posted that on the forum yeah. about that cover in previews of the si- the, back, the cover of well, Civil War Return. That doesn't, that doesn't exactly. Na- well, it could be a red herring. They could. They could be a red herring. It could be a red herring. It's the eight point star. From the same star of his uniform, and, but it's suck also it. on a lot Marvel's of other coming back. Around. That's what I, I think. Mean. It's going to be Thor. No, 
Thor. We all, we've known forever <laughs> Thor. Thor's coming back. That's not anything What's going to happen to Clore then? <laughs> I know. Clore. I liked Clore. Everyone Clore. loves Clore. We would hang out. Clore. He's the new Doctor Doom. Clore was Clore really... Is, yeah. Awesome. Didn't you hear? <laughs> Uncle? The return. I don't know who gives who gives <laughs> no, a shit. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out when it happens. Basically, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Yeah. And a lot <laughs> of people will. It'll be yeah. good. <laughs> well, it'll just be something to get people's panties. I'm gonna well, go start a thread on well they, they run the string before yeah. it gets boring. I mean, that's the problem with all yeah. these events and stuff. Is I'm already I'm bored with Civil War. Are you? Okay. Yeah. I, well, okay. because all the delays. I was just I I really liked it when it started, but then I I and I said this last week. I ran on a steam. It, it just. The mood is at gone. At this point, I don't care. It's like whatever I'm happens. Like, I just want to see what happens. I'm sorry. Just give me the end. All right. All right. Yeah, see what happens. No, I understand. Spotlight well, I, you know, and, and, and maybe this is a horrible analogy, but, you know, they... I guarantee it is. If it's coming from Chris, yeah. He's already giving you a heads up. There's a kitten in the oven. You don't call it biscuits. If you attach a cat to a helium balloon, then you fill that rust No, that was Chris. Like If you tie your dog to a helium balloon and it floats off, that ain't no one's fault. Your <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, but mama was said you could boil a no. pig, but don't make it bacon. No, but they, they promote they promoted it as like it's like a five k race, and that's what you pace yourself for. And it ended up being a ten k race. It's I like don't, I don't it, it, you know, it's like okay, I've, I've run a five k race. Salad, I don't run for anything. Just get in the car and <laughs> unless drive. I'm being chased by someone with a gun. You know, I, I was no, I, I was expecting you know it's like you know seven issues, boom boom boom, seven months is what it's going to take, and then we're going to move on. And now it's taken like <laughs> you sucker, you know, sucker. eleven months or whatever it's going to be at the conclusion. And it's like it should be done now, and that's why I think you're feeling like you've run out of steam. It's like well, it you know, should have wrapped if, up if, now. If, if, if the the problem was is the way the story was unfolding is is a bit slow and not that much action. If it was a really highly paced and exciting and something that really I was dying to see what happened next, yeah. but it just hasn't been written that way. It just hasn't to me. It just hasn't come out that way. And so it's like okay, well it's delayed for three months. So what? So not enough happened in six to kind of get your exci- excitement up. I, I haven't read it yet. Okay, yeah. we'll I say that. Six, much. I'll right, six. I'll, I haven't I'll read it. Interested to see what you say after you've read. Six. But I know kind of what you're talking I'm about. Just, it's, it's sort of I, I know fifty-fifty. I've I've talked to people who've read six. Some are like, oh, that was really cool. Not, Looking not forward that I'm to not going to read it. Or I'm not, like, not, that I, not that I'm like completely down on it. I'm just like, eh, I'm just sort of eh, whatever. It, it's, you know, it'll come out. I'll read it, and and that's that. It's uh. It's one of those things where, at this point, I'm just way more interested in what Marvel is going to be like after. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. What's really going to happen at the end of Seven that's going to... Right, shatter any... Yeah, it's not going to be... To this Maybe. point, it's like... It, Okay, if they kill off every character in, in the Marvel universe, that you know may it's kind of like Fifty Two with Infinite Crisis, where I think Fifty Two has been way more interesting. Yes, absolutely. Than than absolutely. Crisis, yeah, you know? absolutely. That to me is more interesting. All right, Tom. Next story. Checker Book Publishing Group and Walt Disney Publishing have announced a licensing agreement under which Checker will reprint original cross-gen comics company material in a total of nine <laughs> trade paperback collected editions. These books will be introduced in a series of monthly preview sol- solicitations beginning with the item shipping in February of 2007. Yeah, that's good because yeah. there were a lot of great stories yeah. that I think got thrown under the bus when things folded yeah. up for CrossGen. That's cool. Hey, yeah, yeah, I, and maybe you know, John, did, was there ever any reprint of the Valiant stuff? Did they ever do any trade? Did anyone ever print trades of no, that? No, you got, you got a quarter. Did. You got a quarter band for that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I do sell. Because I mean, yeah, all the really well, good I mean, stuff I still have. I mean, that's a lot what I'm saying. It's I mean, there. I still have. Are yeah, you I saying any collected trades? In a collected trade, I would I think, think so. That uh, that would have maybe, some market. But yeah, maybe but maybe not, a lot though. of that stuff is still tied up in litigation with yeah. all the. Ch- and this is just speculation on my part, but with all the changes from, you know, Valiant to around about. I mean, I'm sure there's some issue with who actually owns the stuff. Owns it to yeah. put it out. Oh here. god, so it's Miracle Man all well, over again. Because, like in the case of CrossGen, it's Disney, yeah. and Checker just needs to knock right. on Disney's door and say, "Yeah, we'd really like to, you know." Release but CrossGen, I mean, CrossGen, you know, for whatever you you want to say about CrossGen, they ju- they certainly introduced us to a lot of of uh, artists and, and well, a lot of people can you know, right. yeah. oh absolutely yeah. well not only that but um, I think this will work for Checker in the future because one of the things they're collecting is Way of the Rat which mm-hmm. is in production as a film 
and Checker will be the ones that will benefit from the trade that comes out, you know, from it and stuff. I think there's a lot of newer comic book fans that never got the chance to read Cross Gen and have heard a lot about it, and it's just one of those names that is floating out there. And it was that only this five is, years ago. Yeah, and this is going to give them a chance to. Hey, you know, I've. I came in back into I checked out in the '90s, and tell you the truth, I never got into into cross gen. So this is going to give me a chance to to go back and read some. That's me. You yeah. just described me. <laughs> I was just, I just thinking just that exactly. Well, there you I go. just described well, you know, Dave. I came a, back into comics in like 2001, and you missed, I was out for. There was some time. good stuff in cross gen. I, 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 I loved yeah. a lot of cross gen yeah. stuff. I really did. I even loved a lot of their their sci fi stuff. Was great. don't you dare say you love it. I, I know, I'm just trying <laughs> no, to cause controversy. Yeah, I was, no, I was totally... They hit me at the right time. It was, if you like superheroes, that's great, they're there. But, but if you're looking for other genres... Yeah. And think yeah. of all... We talked about this at the year-end show. Ape Entertainment, Speakeasy, all these companies yep. that took the cross-gen idea didn't go as crazy as Alessi did in terms of throwing out as many titles at once. Right. And are Except benefiting for from Capital Except Comics. Yeah. All right, guys, next story. This, is, uh, uh, this one's actually a couple weeks old, but with all the, the New Year's... Uh, reviews and whatnot. Uh, the it the got, filler, yeah, the filler. It got bumped. <laughs> hours but I and think, hours of uh, it, It's important, and I and I think it, it needs to be talked about because it is a really good series. And that is uh, uh, Jack of Fables, uh, Vertigo's Jack of Fables number seven, previously slated to feature the conclusion of the two-part Jack Frost. Instead, will be present. Will present the start of Jack of Hearts, a four-part story set in Las Vegas. Jack of Hearts was originally slated to start in Jack of Fables number 8. Are you confused yet? Yes. Part 4 of Jack of Hearts will appear in Jack of Fables number 10, followed by the concluding chapter of Jack Frost in Jack of Fables number 11. I do not understand a goddamn I have no idea why they're doing this. They're not finishing Jack of Frost until Mm -hmm. you read Jack of Hearts, and then they'll come back and finish Jack Frost. Yeah, What's Jack of Fables number nine going to be? That's what I, I don't know. What's <laughs> Jack of Fables number nine? I don't know, but it's a great series, so pick yeah. it up and you'll figure it out. I'm <laughs> waiting for the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's excited about the Transformers movie. We've seen the uh, trailer in the, in the studio. Have you seen it in the theaters? Have you seen yeah, it online? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I think it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, IDW, uh, IDW's Transformer Universe has spanned from modern-day Earth to the far-flung planet of Cybertron and many light years of time and space in between. Get ready for an all-new Transformer story that breaks new ground, setting the stage for the highly anticipated summer release of the film. And while the movie might not explode in the theaters until July, oh, don't worry. IDW <laughs> Publishing will be offering you first glimpses of the live-action motion picture Robots in Disguise in the Transformers the Movie prequel, which begins in February of 2007. And I've heard that the licensing for the film has screwed up many a story that was in the pipeline for many publishers that have had uh, their hands on the Transformers license. Ah. All stories were... It's if it's not about the movie, it ain't coming out in 2007. Mm. And there are a lot of really interesting ideas that were announced through the last two years that have been shelved until post-movie. All I want to know is Soundwave no longer a cassette player. Is he now an iPod? That's a good question. With headphones jumping out. No, of they're chest. all monsters. Didn't you see Ooh, the preview? They all look like just big monsters and stuff. Oh. It's just monsters from out of space invading Earth. That's what it is. Dave, don't electrocute really? yourself on well, your no, I tears. saw the one. Dave, Dave, by the way, Dave is probably the only person at this table that gives a shit about any of this, except for the movie. Well, I'm, you know, John. I no, I'm, I'm <laughs> not, no, I'm not. A, I'm really wasn't a Transformer. I was a little too old for no, no, Transformers. Transformers was the big thing when I was a kid. Stop cool. scream! And uh, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, I I saw the trailer. You know, I've been excited. You know, I really wanted a good live action Transformers movie. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be a Michael Bay. And I'm like, oh, I don't like any of his movies. And then I saw the trailer, and it's just like, it just looks like the, you know. It's people screaming and scared, and there's aliens invading, and there's a big monster, and there's a wide cast of characters that all have wing Dave, lines. Dave, that is Transformers. And yeah, but Dave, they are aliens. No, it, but, no, it is, but it's, uh, it just look, and then they don't look anything, anything like... Well, I saw the one, uh, what's the main Transformer dude with the Optimus red... Optimus Prime. Yeah, yes. I mean, he was a truck. He was a semi-truck, He was a truck, yeah, much. but when he transforms and he looks... What about Starscream? I thought he looked, I mean... Oh, you know what? I just heard uh, about the the guy who uh, did the voice for Starscream, 
and he's not in the movie, and he really wanted to be in the movie. He <laughs> wow, did, it's like Clayton no, Moore not getting to play the did, Lone Ranger. He yeah. did like he did like half a dozen voices in in Transformers, and they're like, no, I did believe they are using the Optimus voice. To be voice, but, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not. No, I'll go Megatron. back. Megatron. I'll, I'll watch my. Uh, I can't watch the original stuff anymore, but I'll, I'll watch uh, Beast Wars and Isn't Beast Machines. Beast Wars is well the narrator of the Transformers movie. He's uh, he's movie? Ultron, the no. floating head. Yes. No, no. Orson Welles is the Wells. floating head in the original movie. No, in the original movie. Well, what? it's not a floating Orson head. Wells? It's a big, it's yeah. the, it's the really? planet yeah. eater. Yeah. It's the big Why planet eater. He looks like a floating <laughs> head, though. No, he's not yeah, a floating true. head until <laughs> yeah. after the movie because he gets blown up. And then in the series, there's just the head left. He's a, he's a planet that Don't turns into a robot. Total blow him up fucking at the Transformers end. nerd. <laughs> All right, next story. <laughs> There were, uh, wait, Heroes series, I don't even know what I have something to talk about. <coughs> Heroes series recaps from Netflix. Following a success, uh, successful promotional partnership right the first time. in 2006, Netflix, the world's largest online movie rental service, and NBC Today announced they will join forces once again to offer Netflix subscribers a unique and exclusive DVD experience. The NBC DVD will feature a specially, a specially produced, Never before re never. Good God, Boy, are you screwing that up? <laughs> never, <laughs> never. They're making a DVD. They're making a DVD that recaps the first message. eleven episodes, and it's going to be available to Netflix. Yeah, subscribers. so pe- more people get on the Heroes bandwagon. Yeah, it'll be available on no, uh, January fifteenth. That was, you know, it's kind of uh, cool. Galactica did that uh, before the yeah. third season, yep. and it was the actually distributed. So right, yeah. and it was well, distributed Lost does in it too. Books. Yes, I mean yeah. since uh, since Heroes is just NBC's Lost. So I guess exactly. Oh, exactly. why are you gonna? Oh, that's a good why thing. You no, I mean, I mean that's He's calling it what they, it is. They are, right. they are. You could tell they went. They went. Wow, Lost is a huge success, and it's also. I mean, it's got this great structure and all that kind of stuff. What can we find? What do we have in the works, or what what has been submitted to us that has that same sort of thing, or can we build something around that idea? But it is. It's got a lot of the same, a lot of the same qualities as Lost. I mean. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, you find something that that's good. That isn't inherently and, a bad thing. You're right. And that in itself is not a bad thing. <laughs> I know you're not a. Lo- it comes I know you're not a how heroes fan. it comes fan. out in the end. I know you're not a heroes fan, but <laughs> I wish more people would hugely copy good shows. It seems like more <laughs> yeah, probably copy, yeah. copy shitty shows. No, that's, this is exclusive to Netflix <laughs> until January 15th, and then after that, it'll be on the NBC website. Yep. So you're if right, you're Tom. if you if you're one of those ten people <laughs> that still haven't watched heroes, but you are a comic fan, here's a good way to catch up. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Or they could show it on TV for free. They have been doing that, I guess, on uh, Sci-Fi Channel. Not well, that's not free TV. That, what do you say, suppose so, Mr. <laughs> Wagner? All right. <laughs> Next story. God hates Civil War. Part two. <laughs> Last week, retailers and fans were surprised to find out that Diamond Comics distributors would be shipping fewer issues of Civil War number six to West Coast stores than originally ordered. <laughs> In some cases, by as much as 90% less. It turns out that God caused poor weather conditions and they shut down crucial highways. But which and God, And prevented Tom? numerous books from multiple publishers from, rea- from reacting, from reaching the diamond warehouses that service oh. West Coast retailers, as well as stores in Australian other, Australian other territories. When asked, God said, I don't like how Reed Richards is being written. Yeah, I'm waiting for the train. I'm waiting for God's God said, if Reed Richards is the smartest man alive, why can't he figure out a solution? Diamond Comics, in in an attempt to cover up God's scheme, indicated that a small quantity of Civil War No. 6 were received in time to be distributed this week, but that the remaining issues will be shipped next week. Marvel Comics Vice President of Sales, David Gabriel, said, Diamond has been doing everything possible to make... Uh, make that those retailers affected will receive a portion of the books they ordered, mm-hmm. but God sure. was angry about uh, Clark. Right. No. <laughs> so, <are> you, <laughs> so that big Star Trek hand, like in that Apollo episode, just like popped Reach down on. and blocked a bunch of trucks that were heading towards <laughs> the West Coast. No. So only the uh, chosen people got their books? Is that <laughs> yes, yes, here? yes. That's, that's right. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else can go to hell. <laughs> and you will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ed Brubaker, and when I'm not killing Foggy Nelson, I like to accidentally delete off my desktop the Around Comics podcast. Um, we well, d- hey, you know. Looks like we have a Brian K. Vaughn double shot. Yes, it is, it is oh, a Brian K. Cool. Vaughn double shot. Uh, a couple stories. Uh, fan favorite, Brian K. Vaughn, announced on his website that he has been hired as an executive story editor for the hit television Heroes. series Lost. Heroes. Oh, Lost. Sorry. The NBC... <laughs> No, a good show. <laughs> yes, the ABC <laughs> version of Heroes. Hey, That's right. Brian K. Vaughn's going to be doing <laughs> Deal or No I, Deal. I, I, I w- <laughs> deal you know, he's, or he's No already Deal. Bald. I wrote that. He's, he's already set up to look like Howie. Deal 
or no It's no my deal. favorite show. Not really. Deal. Yeah, he also <laughs> announced that he's going to be writing uh, a four-issue story arc for the upcoming season eight of the Buffy comic. So, Yeah, that's cool. What? Was, was that fucking snort? <laughs> fucking elitist. Like, what? You don't like Buffy? I don't like Buffy. No. Uh, I'm looking Buffy's Buffy just comic. fine. Honestly, okay. I, I, they got really good people. So they just the Dark Horse series was really good. They had the real writers on it and stuff. It was, yeah, it was great. I didn't so say just, a fucking word. I didn't snort shit. You fucking snorted. I, I, I mean, I, I wish snorted, but it had nothing cast. to do with the story. Go buy your fucking Witchblade, all right? I don't want to hear it. I can make fun of anything you read. What was her name? What was the actress's name on Witchblade? I don't know, but yes. I, I was just uh, I was just watching oh, her in, in oh, Hard Target. Yeah, the, the with John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. She's in rehab now. But, nah, she may be. She had great eyes. Yeah, she was a drunk. She was a cyborg. <laughs> <and something. That's laughs> all the drunks have great. I don't eyes, have great man. eyes. All right, and thank God our last story is another Brian Brian K Vaughn update. He's going to be writing Midnighter number seven. So. Also, it's go. good. Brian Cave on. I'm stuff. sure the, the uh, comic book queer guys will oh, enjoy Eric that. Oh, Eric and Steve are going to be so excited. Very much so. I'm curious about Dixon uh, coming on that uh, Midnighter. Uh, <laughs> who I don't want to You and a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. Grifter. Uh, comp- no, I'll, you know something? I'm a huge Chuck Dixon fan. Oh, he's a great writer. And I'll, I'll defend his right to have his opinions and stuff that I may not agree with. And I think he's a very interesting writer. I don't. I don't, I don't. You almost get the feeling. Wait, that, you'll defend Chuck Dixon, yes, but sir. you'll lambaste me for liking for a game no show. Deal? Absolutely. What the fuck is that? That's I my screwed that's up fair. priorities, sir. <laughs> in, in action. What's the I think problem? that's fair. I think you that's, that's all right. All right. All right. I'll accept it then. That <laughs> brings to a close. Wired Wire Comic News. That means it is time for top of the stack. Top. Top of the stack. Of the stack. That's right, it's time for Top of the Stack, our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading over the last week. But first, I'd like to let you know that Top of the Stack is sponsored by the New York Comic Con. The New York Comic Con is bigger, better, and has double the space with more gaming and anime for 2007. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through the 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City featuring comics, anime, manga, Graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPGs, MMOs, toys, novelties, movies, TV, celebrities, and more. Guests of honor include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, George Perez, Stephen King, and many more to be announced. For a complete list of guests as well as show and advanced ticket information, visit www.nycomiccon.com. Don't miss out on the 2007 New York Comic Con. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Novelties. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're fake dog vomit at New York Comic Con. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, fly in the ice cube. How much is that? Burp powder. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I screwed up, but I... Hey. No one would have known if you hadn't said are, something. Are Suntries also going to be with those novelties? <laughs> John Suntries. That's gold. All right, yes, yeah, we will be there. It's getting getting close uh, into February, so everybody in the New York area, uh, we're looking forward to meeting you. All right, uh, top of the stack, uh, Mr. Caters, this is no surprise. I think I've picked this every time Ev- it's come this, out. But yeah, luckily it only, has only come out six times in the last year, so it doesn't So for the obvious. sixth time this year... I picked All Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly with Jamie Grant. And uh, this book, uh, I posted this on the forum. I was reading this, and uh, this sort of happened with the last one where I got about 90% of the way through, and I was sort of like, oh, I don't really get what's going on in this. And then there's a reveal that completely changes how you look at it, and all of a sudden it completely made sense, and it made me go back and reread it again and understand exactly what's going on. And what I really love about this book is that a lot of people sort of lump Grant Morrison in as this really far-out writer who has all these strange concepts and all these crazy things. But Grant Morrison can also write stories that have a lot of emotional impact. And I think just about every one of these All-Star Superman has the crazy ideas but also has like a moment of real emotional impact, which I think is something that people just sort of discount for Morrison a lot of times. And I think he's really showing that in this series and the art is just beautiful and it's, it's well, I, think, I think I think Morrison does that to himself sometimes because uh, you know it, he will write stories that are so uh, out there and yeah. you know bizarre that they don't have an emotional connection with the reader because you just can't grasp what he's doing but at the same time I mean and I've brought it up 
a dozen times before. I mean, a book like uh, We Three. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable uh, emotional connection with the reader. It, one, of the, one of the most amazing stories in comics that I've ever read. And he's, he's done it in other, other works, too. So, yeah, just, I, I think yeah. you're right. I, but he, he does get that label sometimes where it's just, you know, he's, he's like this freaky. Writer. Yeah. But there's a moment, there's one page in this book uh, involving Superman and his father that I was like, that's, in the first time you read it, you might not really catch what's going on. And then when you get to the reveal, you go back to that page and you're like, now I understand why, why that page was is in there. Yeah. Now I understand what's going on right there. And it's just, I mean, very rarely have I read a book where I immediately went back and read it again because I was so completely turned around. Well, well, to me, they could cancel every other Superman book out there. And ah, you see, and, but that's where I would say you're wrong, Sal. Well, of course you would, John. Well, no, but, I, but the only <laughs> reason why is because I think every person right now that is writing Superman is writing great Superman stories. There's a Busek, lot of great Superman out Donner there. Donner really? Johns, yes, and Morrison. Great? And, and great. Superman and, and, Confidential and I, and is honestly, really good. And, and, it and is yeah, good. Thank you, it is I good. Darwin, it is and good. And that came out this week, and that was an excellent Darwin as well. Okay, they could keep Darwin years, Cook, Superman Confidential, and, had and they could keep All-Star and everything else. Well, then I think you're missing out on some really great Superman I've read the Donner. I've been reading the Johns, and it's... Same book. No, I... Not that it's... I don't, you know, I'm not going to say it's bad. I, I don't think that's the case. Because it's good. It's just, no. Not, it, it, I think they're giving you every type of Superman story you could want. I think. I think maybe it's just too much Superman. The Morrison. Maybe that's all it is. I don't know what that I means. Mean, well, no, it's right. just like, well, I, I, interesting I don't. I don't. Book, you're, you're saying there's too much person. Superman. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying because there's so many Superman there's titles. So much product? Yeah, it's, well, it's he's, too he's many. A, he's one of their it's, flagship it's just, guys. Well, I understand that, but why, you know, do you need. Five Superman titles going on at five the same Wolverines time. No, absolutely Marvel. not. Well, and I don't well, read that, any that, of them. That's this, I think, what I'm this I think is John's point: is that do you need five different Superman books if they're all telling good yet different stories? All right. Yeah. Well, and again, it just enjoy because, your no, Superman. That's cool, Brian, because you're not alone. I know a lot of readers. You'll see them online saying, "I don't." It's it's not even so much. It's not no. It's not even so much. Well, that's just it. Is he still relevant? It's not even so much the stories that are being told. It's like. I don't even care about Superman sure. anymore, other than, okay. like, All-Star Superman, I, I do care about it, but it's not because of, it's Superman, it's because of the way that character is being written in that particular book. Well, again, I think uh, I think he's doing, he's reaching back and giving the great elements of what made the Mort Weisinger area interesting and putting a very modern spin on it, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of, of fun payoff he's showing, for fans like for like Caters and myself that me, enjoy the older what stories What he's as showing well. is, a lot of times when people criticize sort of the Mort Weisinger era, as they say that Superman isn't human, and I think Morrison is showing how that Superman, you can make that Superman human, oh, yeah. and not take any of the crazy shit like the... Well, I always, Mitchell I always Pitlick, felt like Superman of the future, or the you know. I always the, felt Superman could represent more humanity than much of humanity, even though he's. I think not he's, he's, you know what I mean? Even though he's an yeah, alien, that's happening. In this yeah, well, that yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, well, I think it, that's I what always interested me about that character. Well, that, you know, it's like Captain America. He's always the man out of time, which obviously, you know, that 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 creates that reflection of what is going on now because of the difference. You know, Superman is relevant. To us, because it it, it it reflects everything that's going on, because he's not human. Right? Is, is that kind of where you? Yeah, going? yeah. Well, okay. but I think I think in this book he's very human, and I think the the emotions that he's going through are very human, specifically in All Star Superman. I'd say the same is happening in the John's Donner book as well. I do with, like with the John's story. Donner, but all, but but the more so because it 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 goes back to the the movies the Donner movies yeah. Yeah, well, and cool. I and I like but that's that what Superman I, mean. I think uh, if there's if there's any flavor of Superman you've ever liked I think there's a book you'll that's find cr- one catering. book out there right now well exactly. that's, maybe that's exactly there you go, there you and, go. That, I mean, and that's everybody point. gets and, and also the the Busick book I don't want to well I was just saying out. my personal opinion it's they could fun. cancel the rest of them and for me but yeah, I'm not saying that they should. No, I just wouldn't give a shit, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Seller well, gets so sa- upset when I, when I throw him down the mat. Wait a minute! Uh-oh. You're wrong! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's like, fuck, it's my oh, opinion, no, John. No, Sorry. No. 
allowed. Well, no, no. Well, Sal, Sal, what? Fuck you and your game shows. What did What did you give a shit about this week? I gave a shit about or two weeks ago. I should. Yeah, this was two weeks ago because I didn't get my books yet this week but this was God hated. God hated my shit, man. No, Winter Soldier, Winter Kills, number one, Casualties of War. It's Brew Baker and Weeks and Guadiano. Guadiano? Guadiano? Stefano Guadino? Yeah, Guadino? Guadiano? I don't know. Um, what are you talking about, though? Uh, it's, it's a story about uh, the Winter Soldier, Bucky, and um, it is everything that I want in a Invaders book that it doesn't exist yeah. yet that I hope does exist Salbot at some point. wants, I want Invaders <laughs> book. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not going to... by Brubaker. I'm not going to go into it too much. Do you know because, who Namor um, is? <laughs> we covered it in one of the year-end uh, Yeah, I, I, I talked about I it. I want uh, to see Toro. But it, it, uh, <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. Keep going, Tom. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. So, see, don't make me turn your mic down. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into it. I just... It, it, to me... Uh, uh, I don't know for whatever reason Brubaker uh, it was, great. It was a great issue. The best of Captain America that he has been able to um, really just grab that character and and just write him exactly how I want to see him. He's iconic and amazing and heroic human. and patri- and human and emotional and, and everything and. Then he brings in Bucky and his history and World War II and the Invaders and all these other characters, and he does the exact same thing. And in these little tiny spurts, he's been able to just produce these amazing little stories well, about he, these he characters. He builds that up Cap by using the characters around him. Right. Absolutely, and, yeah. And, that's really, and that is how Cap, you know, he Cap is going to be not, not you know, uh, self defacing he's he's you know cap is never going to say i am the ultimate american but the people around him will look at him like that well yeah, that's he, what he, combi- he combines just the right amount of corniness mm-hmm. which i am a sucker for corny sure. I, i'm a corny kind of guy i enjoy that kind of with reverence and uh, you know and her you know just heroic presence about that character and I for it's just a great combination and if you enjoy Cap and the Invaders, the invaders and it, it's just a, that it's whole a, it's a modern spin on 40s and 50s sensibilities you know and it sure. works and it's and it, and you know it, what it reminds it feels me real. Yeah. What it reminds it me of um, when they relaunched <clears throat> JSA with James Robinson and sort of the way that Robinson and Johns were able to take old 40s characters or Characters who had sort of gotten their mantles from those characters and make them relevant and show sort mm-hmm. of history without having to, you know, beat you over the head with, you know, like, this character is old. Right, you know, right. Like, this character isn't old. He just happens to be. He here. happens to have been around for a long and time. There's these and, sensibilities, and, and, and that's yeah. what makes the difference in those characters. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's a huge part of it is that it's not. Um, Cap doesn't feel dated. You know what I mean? He, he, while you. You understand that he's been around for a long time and he has this long history. He doesn't feel like a dated character any longer, which he always seemed to feel like. Well, and he taps into the different eras of Cap and does it very naturally. And that great scene at the end of Winter Soldier between Namor and Bucky is a great little exchange. He did the same thing in the London Blitzkrieg story where Spitfire is able to right. lean in and say, hey, what's going on with Bucky? Because you know these all, all these people know each other. It's it's the mark of a good ensemble, a, a, a well-written ensemble piece yeah. where, as you guys were saying, not only is the main character so important, but all the other sure. ancillary yeah. characters feed into it because of the way they talk about him, the way they all interact. Yeah. From, from Seinfeld to Jack Benny and everything, the supporting characters are all there to support the main guy. And, and that's what's happening in Cap in a very good way. And the best Superman writers do it as well with Superman. And one of the funniest lines in oh, a Cap book that may, I've ever read. Maybe maybe our favorite Namor? line yeah. of the Namor? year. No, no, no. no, Cap, no Cap, Cap oh, with yeah. uh, with Bucky at the dance oh, was uh, the Hitler line was just kill. I literally <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud at it. It was just it, it was perfect. It was just a perfect Cap line. Yeah, it was. It was just well, a perfect Cap line. And the same thing about Namor when Namor's like, you know, I got to be honest, it doesn't make me sad that you're alive. What I really enjoy about what he's done with the Winter Soldier is he's sort of taken a lot of things that I think 
for years that maybe sort of got deflected off of Captain America and all these things and all of these sort of like pains. And he's taken Bucky and he's brought it and Bucky now seems to be sort of this, he's sort of the, not the dark side of Captain America, but he's, he's the what regret. could happen. He's yeah, the, he's yeah, all the yeah. stuff that, that maybe that Cap's Cap dealt with for so many years but never has had to deal with in a physical sense. He's sort of not Cap's mistakes, but the things that Cap wishes he could have Done, done differently. Done sure. differently, yeah. and that's what, what's so great about the character. He holds all that within well, within himself, and that that's was that was set up early in the series. Is that you know, Bucky did the things that Cap wouldn't, or that no one wanted Cap to have to do. He did but the dirty work. Yeah. Bucky was he was the scout. He was you know when the someone sniper, need, you know, yeah when the, someone needed to go in and and pick take off the people out. Right. Yeah, Bucky would do it. And, and Cap was... Well, and that's why yeah. when they do make the Invaders book by Ed Brubaker, it, it must be written <laughs> through Bucky's eyes. It has to be told through Bucky's eyes. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, it's sort of like one of the one of the problems I've always had with Captain America, well, previous to Brubaker, because Brubaker's really the first time that I've read Captain America and really enjoyed it, is that Captain America seemed like this character who's bred of war, but had nothing... There was no dirt to him. Mm-hmm. There was That's like true. there was he was nothing clean. bad. He was clean, he was, clean. He yeah. was shiny and new. And, yeah, and then yeah. with Bucky, what happens is all of a sudden you see all the dirt that Captain America had to deal with. And, and Brubaker yeah. explains that clean image though as well. That's the war propaganda yep. machine, yeah. mm-hmm. which which makes a which makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. For the first yeah. time, Realistic. I read Captain America and I read it and I said, "This character now makes sense to me. Yep. I understand what that's, this character." Is. That's almost a perfect example of what. Why Brubaker has done such a good job is he has made Cap make sense. Yeah. So. Sure. All right, Mr. Centrist, what was your top of the stack this week? Um, a great ending to a great three-parter in Jonah Hex, uh, the origin story. I think it was really risky, much in the same way that uh, the Wolverine origin was told, to take a character like Jonah Hex and you know kind of slap an origin on him. And I think it took balls on uh, Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti's part to to write this kind of story, and they came through. Jordy Bernay, unbelievable art. He's he's one of Europe's finest artists, and it's it shows in this book. And um, it was a really great three-part story where, again, each part could stand on its own, but put together, you've got a wonderful story. And uh, I love this series. It's now 15 issues long. I'm so glad that it's doing as well as it is. And I'm glad DC is behind it in keeping it going because I, I just think uh, it, it shows that when we all complain, oh, all the big two do is superheroes and superheroes. Well, Jonah Hex is a superhero, I guess. I hate decompressed stories. And that's the other thing. I mean, yeah. this and this speaks to exactly what Didio is looking for. Didio is telling me that you know he wants to see more creative teams that can really do done in one yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in Jonah Hex, and they're doing a great job with it. It's it's a great series, and I and, and I there's nice little little hints to other things you've read in previous issues, with just names and things. So it's not like it's not like every no story has no link to it, but you can pick up any issue of those three, and yes. it's fine. You don't need to know what happened previously to no. enjoy that. Absolutely not. No, story. you yeah. could you could read fifteen exactly and 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 feel like you you're caught up. And and again, it will explain how his face got disfigured. Uh, you know, you you get these little elements of his past, yeah. and and they did it in a very good way, and in a surprising way. I mean. I didn't know what kind of story to expect, yeah. and, and I, th- I like their choices. I one of my was favorite great. things of this past year, and if I would have been here for the end of the year show, I would have mentioned it, was the fact that we interviewed uh, Jimmy Palmiotti made me read the Jonah Hex trade, yeah. which made me start getting Jonah Hex. And it's been one go. of my favorite books once I started getting it. Like Just the fact that I tried it was just like, oh, this is a, just I need to start getting this. It was really, great. Luke, it's a really great every, every artist they've had on it, um, including guys like Tony DiZagunza, who, who was the original, one of the original Jonah Hex artists. Galassi. Galassi on there as well. Awesome. Luke Ross yeah. as well. And now Jordy Bernay. I mean, that's the thing. They've had all-star artists on this thing, and they've really done a good job of writing. And I, I'm pleased that because of the success of Jonah Hex, now they're looking at Batlash. Yep. Sergio Aragonis <laughs> yep. and a Western oh, writer yeah, that's and John gonna be, Severin. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be one of the great books, I think, that'll come out hopefully this year, if not early next year. Spe- speaking of John Severin, uh, he just did the... Uh, the uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist stuff. Oh, yeah, how did so you guys... That, that was... It was excellent. Oh, wasn't oh, that? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, Iron two. Fist number two was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's another great story, and much like Brew is doing in Captain America, mm. going back and telling some untold tales, tales of Iron the Fist. The only thing that sort of disappoints me a little bit Iron Fist is nothing to do with the book, but the sales. 
that they're not, not they're not very good. They started oh, off at like thirty eight thousand, which oh, isn't really. Yeah, I well, well there's thirty eight thousand really smart people out there. Well, I mean, like cap sells around forty six, forty seven. Mm-hmm. Cap. I mean, it's not a. I think that a book will grow. I think yeah, that's I big think enough. That it'll still give it enough of a chance. I know, but I mean, every. I mean, God. out of all the books out there, how many books gain readers? Well, like but three? Iron Fist is yeah. kind of a third tier hero. I mean, yeah. he really is. Yeah. And and I mean, luckily you've got a great talented you know crew on this, it. Uh, someone mentioned sales numbers, so I wanted to mention the fact that, <laughs> that um, uh, Iron you're paying Fist, attention. Yeah, Iron Fist is a uh, but uh, buy Iron well, Fist. It, yeah, you should go check out Iron yeah. Fist. It's excellent. The first two issues of like Cap. If you like and like Daredevil. I said, that John Severn. I mean, I'm you like you know, from other, Mad Magazine stuff. Just you know, yeah. Severn's work on that. I was oh, yeah. always a huge fan, and to see him do the uh, do that. That little story in Iron Fist was just Severin goes back to the forties. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's really a contemporary of Collins, and even I think is a little older than Gene Colan, and is still wow. cranking out books. I mean, that's is he really that old? Yes, yeah, he's old. He's Maurice Severin's God, older brother. I never would have imagined he he's Maurice's older brother. He is. That's right. So I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, when he when he popped up on Rawhide Kid and you know did the slap leather story with Rod Zimmerman yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. He is this like forgotten man of the God, late Golden Age, early used to Silver Age. That draw Yellow Boy. Uh, what? No. Oh, yellow boy in the nineteenth century. Yeah, yeah, yellow kid. Yellow comic strip uh, thing. <laughs> yellow boy. Yellow that was a bad joke. I apologize. Uh, not to be confused with Yellow Man, the fine reggae artist of the nineteenth century. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> nice, nice. Yellow man. All right. Uh, What's uh, next? Dave and I are are hmm? are, are split. Dave, get Dave's over here. Come on, it's time to talk about. He's awake. I didn't do it. I haven't read this yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I didn't do it, man. We, uh, you we talked lying with, yellow uh, bastard. We talked with uh, author Jason Aaron, what, about a month ago? Uh, sure. Who is the uh, uh, the writer of The Other Side. Well, we talked about his it's, other... It's Jason Aaron week. It is Jason Aaron week. Other, other side, side number four came out. Scout. But also, Scout number one came out. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't listened to the interview that we did with Jason, I would definitely encourage oh, you what's to. What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> what were you great. doing? What are you, Jason's what a great guy. Stupid or something. Um, real quick here. Scalped is penned by Jason Aaron. The art is done by R.M. Guara. Oh, we got good stuff. Uh, Lee Lowridge was on colors. More Phil Balsman on letters. Jock did the cover for all nice of the cover. loser stands out there. Um, I, I say all that because uh, Will Dennis was the editor, and he had a great little uh, article, which is out in all of the Vertigo titles for this month, and he kind of goes through the entire creative team of Scalped and, and really breaks it down. Is he the... Uh... He's the guy that was at the Brian Wood panel. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Right. Guy Will Dennis, I real bright. He's guy. one of the key Vertigo. Editors. Yeah, I really want no to get question. Will on the show and talk with him because he is. You're right. He's a very bright guy. We would get his email address. I think right. he uh, <laughs> when, when guys like Stuart Moore and Axel Alonso left Vertigo. Thankfully, Will Dennis was still yeah, around. I, I, I was extremely impressed by his going. panel. At, uh, yeah, he's sharp, a smart guy. Sharp guy. He seems to really get it and be a a um, just a good comic fan on top of being a very good editor. Uh, but anyway, Scalped is what we're talking about. It is the second series from Jason Aaron. It is set in a, uh, a modern-day Indian reservation in, uh, it is what Dakota? It's in South Dakota. So it is a South Dakota Indian the reservation. The only Dakota, Chris. <laughs> North Dakota's for oh. losers. We've got thousands of North oh, Dakota listeners I'm right sorry. now Oops. who are just I'll, I'll shooting kinda, their iPods. I'll kind of I'll kind of give the uh, uh, the setup here, and then Dave can talk about the story a little bit. It is set on a South Dakota Indian reservation, uh, new casino development. Uh, you're dealing with uh, a lot of organized crime, um, alcoholism. Uh, it just, yeah. It, gangsters, uh, all sorts really, of nice nasty, hard, gnarly stuff. Yeah, it's a nice hard-boiled story uh, about this guy who comes back to the reservation. Badass. Uh, and he is a badass, of course. I mean, he's got to be, right? And um, he comes back and basically... He has he's got nunchucks, you know? And he uh, basically challenges the big gang uh, of thugs run by the main criminal... Kingpin type guy who is also going to be the head of the <laughs> and is the sheriff is also the sh- yeah and, and he's and of course the the main criminal guy is also the the guy who's going to be the main manager of the new casino that's going in so you've got all these different kind of facets coming in and um, the art very I, I would say 
uh, Eduardo Rizzo S. It uh, yeah, yeah. I, that uh, was also part of that is because of the colors too. Mm-hmm. I, I think because it's got that sort of uh, fantastic sort of col- sim- simple simple colors, but uh, extremely effective and and dark and moody. Lee Lowridge. Yeah. You know, I like the fact too that it's on the cheaper paper, and I used to talk about yeah. this with Rucka uh, about Gotham. Central. Well, all, all the Vertigo titles are right. <laughs> Not, well, I, I know. So. I think a lot of trades are. Yeah, well, it okay. depends. But regardless, one hundred like, bullets is. Uh, yeah, fables, that's true. Right? I, I like that they do that though because it, I think, gives it a more pulpy feel. Yeah. Because I know it used to drive Lark and Guadino crazy about their art on Gotham Central, and it's like, oh, you know, stuff bleeds everything. And it's like, yeah, but you it know something? It. Yeah, yeah it, it makes it kind of a grittier read. I, I like think that's yeah, cool. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Right there. I, I do. I I actually I. You know, if they could lower the price of a comic book by five cents and put it on this sheet paper, sure. yeah. I'd, I'd go for it, you sure, know, because man. I read all of these and I read all the other Vertigo titles that use the same paper, you know. And it wouldn't it's bother like, there's me nothing at all, no question. Yeah, and also, you know, because it has this other style to it, too, you know, I actually prefer this kind of coloring as opposed to the stuff that, like, is the mainstay mm-hmm. at, like, the DC real, or Marvel yeah. where everything's really shiny and it's everybody over, it's looks like It depends on the... Over-rendered is what I call it. It depends on the story. I mean, some, you know... Depending on the story, I, you're not going to do. I a see Superman both story ways. I see yeah. both ways. Well, I could see it. Well, it, <laughs> you're an oddball. Uh, I, I think this, is, this is going to draw immediate comparisons to 100 bullets. It is. I, yeah. I, be, Sure. It's already starting to set up overlapping story arcs, uh, multiple. Oh God, I gotta wait for the. Yeah. It's got a cast of characters it's already. It's only a three-issue uh, story to start off. So yeah, oh. the first one is just. But it is an ongoing. That's series. how they get you. Yeah, that is how they, they yeah, hook yeah, you. Yeah, though I'm sure they'll put out a $8.99 uh, trade or something like that. I don't right think it's going to be as uh, complex. As complex as a hundred bullets, where you pretty much have to read. You know, six issues, the whole arc at a yeah. time, or else you're not sure what's going on. No, I think it's a lot more clear than that, but it still has that hard-boiled, sure. uh, multi-faceted character and layered uh, plot well, you, line you, you're getting on. You're mm-hmm. getting, um, like, federal agents. You've got the crime lord and his gang. You've got the... the band of uh, the traditionalists. Traditionalists on the reservation. the... The casino, the casino there. And so all you've that. got you yeah. know all the you know the casino people. Uh, so you have a ton it's got of characters. I want. It's gonna be a really <laughs> good series, and it there is, is a, a fantastic twist and the hook ending on the last is page. So good. Yeah. I got to that ending. I was like, holy, holy shit. crap or <laughs> shit, whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it clean for, for, the, the, for kids. the kids, for the kids, so they can listen to the show. But so, yeah. That so, was it. I mm-hmm. saw that ending, and I was like, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this book kicks ass. The, la- the last page will make you come back and get issue two. So, Scout, number one, uh, according to Dave and I, highly recommend Highly. Fantastic. I haven't yeah. read it. It'll be oh, waiting for me at home when stuff. I get there. But uh, It's but got it all. Shut up, Mark. Especially <laughs> for a Vertigo book, it's got all everything you love about Vertigo yeah. books. It sounds like it. It sounds right there. It's going to be, and yeah, Jason Aaron, great guy. Congratulations. Fantastic debut issue. All right, guys, that will wrap up our top of the stack. (laughs) Oh, actually, no. What? It does not. Oh, Oh. we do have a listener top of the stack. This is, uh, once again, kind of like some of our news stories. Uh, We had to to put this off for a couple weeks. Didn't we have some voicemails? I think we have some voicemails too. We're trying to catch up, folks. All right, all right. But we have we have an emailed listener top of the stack. Uh, Sal, why don't you take care of this? Okay, he said, "Hi guys, this is Paul D from the forum with my choice for top of the stack, Midnight Sun by Ben Towle. It's a five issue miniseries put out by Slave Labor Graphics. Two oh, issues have yeah. been released so far, with three more to go. This is a hell of a comic. Based on real events, it's the pre-Depression era story of a sarcastic, down-on-his-luck newspaper reporter named H.R. who prefers to spend most of his afternoons drunk in a bar rather than work. Well, who doesn't? When the airship Italia goes missing, the reluctant H.R. is sent to the Arctic to cover the story. Issues 1 and 2 jump back and forth between H.R.'s story and the mounting struggles of the Italia crash survivors. This is shaping up to be a great adventure tale, and the art is wonderful. Tal's uh, drawing style is a tr- testament to great cartooning, and he really captures the enormity of the Arctic and how hopeless it must have felt to be lost in the middle of nowhere. I'd advise anyone who is interested in good storytelling and exploring different s- genres 
to give this series a try. It's a stellar example of why we read comics in the first place. Uh, fuck, I'm going to have to go check it, it is, out. I got the uh, cool. first issue. Damn you, Paul D. And, yes. it, and it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. I missed the second issue. I didn't put. I, it always takes me a couple of issues to get things on my pull list. And <laughs> the next time it was out, and I guess it had been taken up already, so I didn't get the second issue, so I hope to maybe... If I can't find the second issue, I'll get it in trade. But Sounds it is cool. really good. I love the. I I really like historical, you know, uh, um, stories, uh, true to life, and it's always sure. the kind of thing. Like I always thought um, when I first read the the book and the story about the endurance. I don't know if you guys know about this, but this is about the uh, they're trying to get to the South Pole, and the uh, Robert himself. Uh, n- n- no, it's um, I can't remember his name right okay. now. But his ship gets stuck. They never Scott? reach it. They never reach it. The whole ship gets stuck. The the, the ice is in on them, and they spend months down there. They have to end up eating the dogs. All this kind of stuff, and it's a great story. I was like, man, they should make this into a story. Then I started reading Midnight Sun. It's kind of you know, it's you know, it's got that Arctic feel to it, and all that kind of, and the Lost, and that. And it's got Mm. the reporter, and I was like, well, we don't need to make the endurance because now we have this one. You know, and it and it was really good, and I I want to read more of it. Uh, that, just uh, uh, that reminds me of a book. Find it. Um, you gave you pi- I think you picked up at Wizard World. Was it Wizard World Chicago? I think you picked it up there. Which one? Um, God, now I can't. It was a, it was a it was a small independent book. It was a blue borrowed time. Yes, borrowed time. Yes. And the second one has come out, and I haven't. It seen has. It. it has. Good I believe Lord, it's no, come out. Not. It has not come out yet. Oh, okay. did you? Okay. I like Borrowed Time. Yeah. I, it, no, it's a strange... It's odd. It's, it's a, a very it's a Bermuda odd, Triangle it, it, it reminds thing. me because yeah. it's a guy on a ship, and, and he goes, and they get, yeah, it's a Bermuda Triangle story, but okay. it was just sort of that lost at sea and lost, you know. Uh, it's a, But it was a really good book, I and I was it. really waiting on the second one. I, I thought it had come out, so I'm excited. Well, I'm glad to hear that it hasn't yet. Yeah. I, I, I missed actually, it. But. I did not pick that up at Wizard World. Our intuitive shop owner... Oh, Mark had gotten that. ...ordered that, oh. and it was, yeah. Well, so. order me the second one and the first one if you can find it. All right, and um, Paul, a note. Thank you so much. We love yes. it whenever listeners challenge us to find mm-hmm. things. It's, it's not just us challenging listeners to go out and find new stuff. Please challenge us to find new stuff. So yeah, we absolutely. love that email. Wanna, Thank uh, you, Paul. Know, I'll say, it, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he brought that up because it, I want to go out and find the second issue, which I missed. And I, uh, it's I got, it's even. really, I mean, it's 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 got a really nice graphic look to it, too, uh, where, um, you know, because it's there's so much white, but there's a lot expressed within it. It's really nice. Awesome. Hey, it sounds like something I would uh, really like. So I think I'm you would. I go think go yeah. check that out. All right, guys. Well, that that will wrap up top of the stack. Oh, let's uh, wrap this puppy up. Uh, I want to remind everyone to check out all the great things at AroundComics.com. It is your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. While you're there, please take a minute to fill out our listener survey. Let's us know who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at ComicPodcast.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post the next topic on Tuesdays at our forum at www.aroundcomics.com. All right, guys, please remember to help us out with the Listener LCS Challenge. Check us out at comicspace.com. Be our virtual friend. Give us a dig at dig.com. My favorite, the iTunes Music Review. I'd like to thank InStock Trades for sponsoring this episode of Around Comics. And I would like to thank the huge panel today. Hillary had to go walk his dog, so he had to, he had to leave. <laughs> what does that mean, walk his well, dog? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he really had yeah, to walk, walk the, the dog. dog. But always great whenever. Go but look for that, tra- that fantastic <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story <laughs> from me and Hillary. Co-written by. Oh. Oh, so it's always great whenever Hillary drops by. Uh, Dave, thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Always good to see you. John, another Monday episode? Uh, always a pleasure, gentlemen. When uh-huh. I have nowhere to go, I, know I, have, I always have here to come. <laughs> well, there's nowhere else to go. There's yeah, always Richard, a home. I am Richard yeah. Gere of Comic Con. And everyone <laughs> knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always glad <laughs> you came. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ted uh, Apoc from our yeah. forum has been here listening to us. So, you know, Ted, always good to see you. Hello, Ted. Mr. That's Caters. Apoc? That is Apoc. I thought Apoc was like a 16-year-old kid. The, the things he says, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> Hank was He's so him. youthful. Uh, and oh, yeah, Hank. we got to thank Hank for coming yeah, by again. Hank. 
Hank was, is uh, Hank. There, you know, Hank just shows up. He doesn't really say anything. He yeah. sits around, watches us, he observes. and then he leaves. I, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to. <laughs> he's he's yeah. doing his own podcast. He's trying. Think he's it's the Hank cast. Yeah. Right, yeah. He's, he's putting out a bootleg. He's putting out a bootleg version of ours. Is that what it is? How not to do a podcast? Oh, we'll give him volumes. All right. Yeah, it was a great time tonight at Dark Tower. Anyone in the Chicago area, please come in on a Friday night. We would love to meet you. Tom, great to have you back. Sal, as always, my buddy, my partner in crime. Uh, yes. Have fun editing all weekend long. Oh, yeah. Everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll be back again on Thursday with our interview with Steve Rude. That's we have a right. fun time doing that. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. comics. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved.